Greetings, grand evening, friends. Uh, my name is Christina, and this is the first episode of my podcast. And I've titled this The Thread of Life. So we'll start off with a quote. And this quote is by um, one of my favorite mystics. Rumi. And Rumi says, what you seek is seeking you. I think that's a fitting for this first episode because I am seeking something. I'm seeking answers. Um, Just a little background. My journey started my awakening started a few years ago. Um, I was feeling pretty down and hopeless. And I stumbled across on Instagram, I believe, a video by Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. And the ideas that she talked about and discussed, because once I saw that clip, I was on YouTube looking for her. I mean, on Instagram, looking for more. Then I went to YouTube. And of course, you know, I bought her book. But the way that she thought, it was just shocking to me because her ideals were unconventional. And listening to her ideas and her theories, it opened my mind. And I was still, I'm not going to say that, oh, my life just changed in an instant. But that was when I was able to see a little bit of light and that flipped a switch in me and I began to seek out information. Um, Dr. Francis Chris Welsing um, was a psychologist and she, she said that her parents sent her to Germany because she wanted to study human behavior and she was interested in the German people because of what had happened there with the Jewish Holocaust and the Nazis. And she wanted to see how their society, first how a society could get to that point and then the after effects and what occurred after that that very uh, barbaric time. So, um, studying her just led me down a whole, <laughs> a whole nother path. Um, so that was the beginning. And more recently, uh, I came across Mr. Billy Carson and he's, his ideas and theories and the things that he's uncovered and compiled, um, which a lot of these things I'm saying theory, but a lot of these are scientific facts um, because when I look into information I pull from multiple sources um, as we all do that's as we all should do Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect but that's part of research so when you hear the same things (laughs) from different sources and then you go to you know academic sources um, professional sources then you can be pretty sure um, that this information is what we would call true. Um, 
I personally had a difficulty and still sometimes I do with um, taking information as true because at one point in time, I thought, and I'm shifting from that belief that if I couldn't quantify the information for myself, then how did I really know? So, like I said, I'm still at a little bit of a, um, you know, a crossroads with that. But um, as we continue, as we see what I would call, or what they call in trading, confluences, when we see multiple confirmations of something, um, then, you know, that's something that I can say, okay, yeah, this is, this is true. So I have some notes here. There's an audio book that I'm currently listening to called Master Your Emotions by T-Bot, T-Bot, if that's how you pronounce the name. Um, and I'll just read an excerpt from here. That was as I listen <laughs> Sometimes I'm listening at work. I have to, I'll stop and take notes. Um, and this book, it came across my feed on YouTube. And, you know, I know there's an algorithm. So that's, it's probably along, it's along the lines of some things that I've been searching. But when it popped up, I'm like, oh, master your emotions. Definitely. I need this. <laughs> I need this. So, um, so I'll read the excerpt. And it says, knowing how you feel is the first step toward taking control of your emotions. We simply feel our thoughts generate emotions. Feelings manifest as physical sensations in our bodies, not as ideas in our minds. Feel is often overused or misused. Our emotions act as a powerful guide. They can tell us something is wrong and allow us to make changes. They are among the most powerful personal growth tools we have. What are emotions? How do they impact our life? Needless to say, I was blown away again when it said we simply feel our thoughts generate emotions. Wow. We simply feel our thoughts generate emotions. So what I feel is a sensation, but my thoughts create an emotion. Whew. <laughs> Feel is often overused or misused. That I definitely, I'm like, yes, that is precise because today, even popular culture, songs, conversations, you hear people say, I feel some kind of way, feel some type of way. And I don't like it. I didn't like it when I first heard it. It's not something I say. But my question was, well, what type of way do you feel? Or how do you feel? Because that's not saying, that's not really saying anything. So, yes, feel is often overused. I didn't know it was misused. The most powerful personal growth tools. Okay. So... This is what I'm hearing. And like I said, I'm taking notes on my phone as I'm listening. Continues on to say, we can reprogram our minds. We can reinterpret events in a more empowering way. If you want to be happy, you must take control of your emotions. Now, along my journey, I've run into Mr. Neville Goddard. And once again, an expansion of the mind. He talks about the shears of revision. He says that 
if you have a day, well, even even before the day begins, we should envision the day how we want it to go. Um, and I've heard that from so many different sources because we're in a state of, I believe it's theta, where our body um, is more, our body and subconscious is relaxed. And um, once we start to imagine these things, then our brain will believe them. And then our mind will, our mind, the universe will conspire to make these things happen because this is what we believe and this is what we see. So it must come to be. So Neville Goddard has said this and I was just like, okay, because he was talking about a lot of other stuff and there's a little bit, the language, a little antiquated, um, mid early 1900s. So he was like, some of this over in like 1930, maybe around that time. Um, so he says, even if you have a, like, if you have a bad day or day, it doesn't go how you want it to go, which I'm sure we all have those. I still have them to don't replay the day how it happened, but to reimagine it in the way you would have wanted it to go. The shears of revision. So the book said that I said, okay, you know, once again, confluences. I've heard this multiple times. So, all right. Um, the book went on to talk about hedonic adaptation, and I looked at the I looked at the definition from that because I didn't know what it was, and it says observed tendency of humans to quickly return to a relatively stable level of happiness despite major positive or negative events of life. Hmm. Okay. Only ten percent of happiness is linked to external factors. Your attitude towards life influences your happiness. You accept things about yourself because people told you so. We identify with name, religion, sex, race, job, age. These attachments have consequences. Attachment creates beliefs. These beliefs lead us to experience certain emotions. Here we are, back to the emotions. So my belief (laughs) in things like my race, my religion, my job creates a belief. And then that creates emotions that I evoke. Wow. So going back a little bit to when I studied Dr. Francis Quest Welsing, um, like I said, it was really profound. Um, and I kind of got into that loop because she talked about a lot of genetic um she talks about the genetic differences between, uh, you know, groups of human as far as co- white, non-white, you know, people of color. And I got stuck in that, in the idea of how people of color are and have been oppressed, not to say for all time, but the current situation, um, People of color usually serve as or are treated as, you know, subpar groups or subpar classes. So I got stuck in that. Um, but I believe the bigger picture in that and in uh, life and the lessons is to take the information, take what you can, apply it and move forward. So my beliefs and certain things, let's say that mm, as a person of color, 
you know, I personally, from my own experiences, feel that I've been oppressed by certain things. But, okay, that doesn't mean that my own future is out of my control. Yes, those are the things that surround me. But let me change my belief. By changing my belief, I can change my emotions. So, like I said, finding Dr. Welsing, it, it gave me hope. Um, so, I was learning, you know, and then I had to learn how to step out of that, out of that box that I put myself in. It's okay to be aware of the box, but hey, I don't have to stay in this box just because the box is there. So, emotional mastery, I'm still currently listening to. I'm listening and reading so many things. Um, but reading that, listening to that on YouTube, um, you know, I listen to different things, meditations, affirmations. Um, I came across a video and in this video, I didn't know who the guy was, but I've heard of him before. It was Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I'll read an excerpt from this, uh, from the YouTube video that I listened to. Um, and he was speaking once again, I was at work and I had to stop because when, when I heard this information, I was just, whoo, I'm like, okay, the universe is speaking to me, speaking. Um, and he says, the process of overcoming is becoming the body recalibrates to a new mind. How you think, act, and feel is called your personality. And your personality creates your personal reality. The same thoughts lead to the same choices. The same choices lead to the same behaviors. The same behaviors create the same experiences. The same experiences produce the same emotions. The same emotions drive your very same thoughts. So we kind of get caught in a in this kind of biological, neurological quantum fixated pattern. The hardest part about change really in creating the life you want being defined by a vision of the future is being defined by a vision of the future instead of a memory of the past. It's not making the same choices you did the day before. And the moment you do that, you step into the unknown. You and I have been conditioned and hypnotized that the unknown is some scary place. When we begin to realize the unknown is a perfect place to create from, that void of unpredictability, of uncertainty, of unfamiliarity is really the quantum place of uncertainty where all manifestations come from. When we become comfortable living in that unknown place, I think we begin to manifest what we want in our lives. For me personally, I want to execute and be defined by a vision of the future instead of by memories of the past. Most people's brains are organized to reflect everything they have experienced in their life. And their brain is a record of the past. If you feel the same way every single day and feelings and emotions are the end product of past experiences, it means number one, nothing new is happening in your life. And number two, those emotions are keeping you anchored in the past. If thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body, and how you think and how you feel creates a state of being. Most people are literally, biologically, neurologically, 
chemically, genetically, and even quantum-wise connected to a past. So the question, the fundamental question is, can you believe in a future that you can't see or experience with your senses yet, but you've thought about it enough times in your mind that your brain has changed to look like the experience has already occurred? Dr. Joel dispensed them. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a, little, a little bit to unpack. The first part, the process of overcoming is becoming. So you're telling me this stuff, these things that I'm going through right now, that I'm overcoming, I'm becoming something, someone new. Because I've had some struggles. I won't, I won't really go into detail now, but growing um, in the past two, three years, in the past year, it's just been... Of course, a new experience for me. I mean, 36, I'm not going to say that I've done it all. I've done some things. But to frame it like that, to overcome is to become. I say, yep, (laughs) okay, I'm on the right path. The body recalibrates to a new mind. So as I change my mind, my body's going to change. That means that as I change my mind, I can change what's happening in my body. I can heal myself if I if I heal my mind, if I change my mind. Because just as when I think negatively um, and I start to take a negative spiral or start to go down that negative spiral, um, that affects my body. So the positivity affects my body in the same way. And these are questions, you know, coming into my mind. Um, the same thoughts lead to the same choices, lead to the same behaviors. Creates the same experiences, produce the same emotions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I did that for a very long time. Very long time. You know, doing certain things and I got the same results. And even if it was delayed and then I get into those emotions like, oh, my gosh, I messed up. I'm a failure. Why did I do this? I can't do anything right. Um, but I was making the same choices. And, you know, it all ensued, the behavior, experiences, emotions. Um, the hardest part about change, being defined by the vision of the future instead of a memory of the past. And that right there is something that, you know, I'm tussling with right now because the past tells you, okay, hey, you're ready for this. You know, this is likely that it's going to happen. But when we focus on that, then it will happen. Um so holding on to the vision of the future and uh, Napoleon Hill, thinking grow rich and a lot of his teachings, he talks about your definite chief aim, you know, and writing that down on a card and carrying it with you and putting it under your pillow, repeating it three times a day. That's that's the vision of the future. Being defined by a vision of the future instead of a memory of the past, not making the same choices you did the day before. And the moment you do that, you step into the unknown. Okay, I was just talking about this to my girlfriend um, the other day. Stepping into the unknown. Wow, that's that's scary for me. You know. But if I don't want the same thing that I have, or if I don't, if I don't want to get the same results, then I have to step into the unknown. And it may be a little scary because I don't know what's ahead of me, but I know what's behind me. And I don't want to continue 
on that same path and once again, the same choices, same behavior, same emotions. You know, it's time for a new a new path. So maybe it does say we we probably we probably have been or we are conditioned to hypnotize at the unknown in some scary place. Now I'm thinking about the unknown as a beautiful place where my greatest visions are brought to life. They're waiting for me where I'm at my maximum potential when I'm of service to others, helping my family, my community, my friends, my loved ones. That's that's the unknown. That's the unknown path for me. I know what's there, but the path, because things never really happen the way that we that we envision or the way we we see them. They happen, but we don't really know. And I I believe that's the unknown. We don't know how they're going to happen. And most of the time they don't happen the way that we, you know, we wrote out. They happen. You know, they may happen faster, slower. It may be, you know, you may even bring forth a bigger vision. Um, But I believe, you know, that's the unknown. So... I was, like I said, blown away, blown away by this. So that, you know, that got me thinking, um, being connected to the past through the brain. So <laughs> once again, I said, I need to reprogram, I, I got to reprogram this brain. Um, and kind of before I get to that and here, Joe talks about, um, Quantum. Most people are literally biologically, neurologically, chemically, genetically, and even quantum minds connected to a past. So quantum was something that I had been hearing. And a little while ago, I looked into a little bit of the quantum theory, quantum entanglement, quantum physics. So when I heard Joe talking about this, I said, okay, (laughs) this is where I'm supposed to be. Because once again, those are the confirmations the confluences, when I'm hearing the same thing from different sources over and over, I said, okay, this is, yeah, this is it. Because I don't believe that we're, sometimes, you know, I'm like, hey, am I, like, is this just far out? Is this something like, that's real? But when you hear things like that, it's like, okay, (laughs) yeah, this is real. So even before I heard that, a little while, maybe a week or so before I heard Dr. Joe, um, I was listening to Billy Carson and he talked about epigenetics and I'll just read, you know, my notes from this just short epigenetics, epigenetic memories, all of our ancestors information, ancient remnants of memories, ancient tortures. These are all stored in our DNA. Why am I thinking this way? Why do I feel depressed? Why am I sad? How do we reprogram our brains? Researching, learning, loving, loving yourself, looking within, positive affirmations, exercising, eating better. We can eradicate sickness through this method. Each generation is getting better. So (laughs) that's where the idea be, began to flourish. 
about eradicating sickness through our minds, through reprogramming our minds. So you mean to tell me sometimes I feel sad and, you know, I feel upset or angry over something little yeah, or sad. It could be because of not just my memory, but the epigenetic memories, this, these things that are stored in my DNA. Hmm, that makes sense because for no reason out of the blue, things could be going well. And I get this feeling of, oh man, like, oh my goodness, what's what's about to happen? Is something bad about to happen? It's a nice day, but I just feel like, my goodness, I don't know, my future, the house, the kids, uh, my relationship. So that lifted a burden. Wow. It's not just me because sometimes I'm looking for a cause of all of this. And I'll say, you know, and I didn't, this didn't come from me, but when my mind starts thinking like that and going on its own crazy, chaotic, confused journey, you know, uh, I, I call it and I pick this up from my girlfriend, the monkey swinging in the trees, <laughs> you know, they get, they get going and it's just like, man, what the hell? So I can reprogram my brain. I can, I can do that. Like, even after all these years, it's just not okay. That many years, but it's enough years, you know, 30 some odd years of thinking this way. I can reprogram my brain. And how do I do that? Researching. I love researching, learning. I love learning. Loving, <laughs> I love loving. Loving yourself, mm, I could do more of that. Looking within, okay, that's what I'm starting to do. Positive affirmations, yes. Exercising, I love exercising. Eating better, bit of a challenge, but I can I can do that. So, reprogramming my brain. My feelings, my emotions, I'm in control of all of that. Not to say that, oh, I snapped my fingers and overnight, you know, all my problems, the anxiety, the confusion goes away. But now when the confusion comes, I can say, hey, you know what? <laughs> there is no reason for this. You know, I, whatever is going on, I'm okay. I'm, kids are okay. I'm safe. I need to remove, I need to stop this feeling. Um, so let's see what I can do. Mm, let me do some research. <laughs> let me go to the gym. Let, let me get something good to eat. And there's another book. Um, I don't know if, it, I think it was Thought Forms on YouTube. Or it's another one. I think it was a really short one that I read. And it, and it talks about when certain thoughts come into your into your mind, you just say, hey, Stop right there, get out of here. Like literally. And that, that works for me sometimes. Um, you know, and I might have to repeat it, repeat it, but it it used to be so overwhelming that I wouldn't, I would be consumed by a thought, you know, and it's not, I don't think it's just me, but that thought leads to other thoughts and other thoughts. And those thoughts come out as emotions and then those emotions come out and, you know, I, I act on them. So, um, you know, this work is really important for me. And this is the part of the looking within, you know, um, I try to use other things and distractions and whatnot to 
to not look within, I believe, because I didn't know how to manage, cope with. I didn't know how to rebuild, reprogram myself. And <laughs> it's um I'm 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 glad, you know, this is a joyful place for me to be in because I can navigate. It's like being given a compass before I'm drifting. Wow, Napoleon Hill talks about that and outwitting the devil. Drifting is one of the worst things we can do. I'm I'm drifting. But now I feel like I have this compass. And even though and I hey, it looks a little stormy ahead or I see some I see some waves, you know, I I know I can get my tools and let me hey, we're gonna paddle this way, you know, we're gonna look at the compass, okay, I'm gonna go this way. Because when those thoughts come, okay, hey. You know what? Stop right there. Okay. You know what? Here. You know what? Let me let me go eat something. Let me eat something healthy. Uh, to get my body some energy. Let me um, let me say my affirmations. Let me look within and see. You know where did this come from? Let me turn on something constructive from my mind, so I can shift from that mindset. Because <laughs> another book, Money and the Law of Attraction, talks about. The spiral, you know, we can, when we have a negative thought, it's easy to hold on to that and it'll bring another and another and another, but it's the same with a positive. If we can just find something positive, one positive, positive thought to hold on to, we hold on to that, then it'll bring another and another and another. So, you know, I, I'm choosing slowly choosing a better way and my life has become exponentially better my mental health much better um and you know I'm doing something I'm enjoy I'm enjoying um I <laughs> I've always wanted to start a podcast and I just okay you know I'll do it I'll do this I'll do that and I just said you know what today um I'm gonna do it I was sitting here watching Billy Carson. I was on Clubhouse. I had just gotten off of a, a webinar um, for some remote jobs that I'm looking into. I just said, you know what? I have this, this information here and I, and I want to share it. You know, that's my way of being a service. Not only that, it's helping me to organize my thoughts as I write them down and I say them um, because that's how, that's how I got here. That's how I started on this journey. By listening to other people who share that information for, with me, so it's only right that I that I give it back, you know, with my experience and my perspective, um, and that's the main thing that I've I've learned. I'll say over this past year is to change your perspective, because when you change your perspective, then the whole situation changes. Um, I had gotten into a little bit of trouble last year around this time. And um, I just said, you know what? This is, I don't, I don't want to say this is it for me, but it was just like, man, this is bad. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I'm going to get through this, you know? And I was, I was down for a little bit and, you know, still practicing some of those same behaviors that had gotten me into the situation I was in and with the help of, you know, people who love me around me and, um, you know, people have faith in me. I finally pulled myself up 
Uh, I'm not even going to say I was all the way up, but, you know, I was like, okay, I got out the bed and I'm just like, you know what, we're going to give it a shot. And I still wasn't, um, you know, completely free of the behaviors that I was, um, you know, kind of caught up in. But I said, you know what, I'm going to get up. So I, I, I relate that to grabbing that one positive thought. I said, okay, I'll get up, you know, I'll do this. I'll, you know, go back to work and. I'll, uh, you know, even before I'll get dressed, I'll take a shower, put on some clean clothes, you know, because it's those simple things. It's just whatever steps you have to take to start your journey. And I started the journey and um, it was it was a dark it was dark for me, but because um, it was the unknown. It was something I had never done before. You know, to let go of those past behaviors and that and that thinking in my brain. Um, and I started to reprogram my brain, honestly. It was the affirmations for me. I would, um, as time went on, I, you know, started seeing those. And I, um, Florence Scovelshin, her book, um, The Game of Life and How to Play It, like, that got me on the affirmations. And I started watching motivational videos every morning. Um, and I would start to listen to inspirational stuff. Um, Eric Thomas, you know, Les Brown, Bob Proctor, just to give me that, that push. Um, and it started working and I was just in awe. I'm like, hold on. Like, this is, things are getting better (laughs) and I'm not, I'm, I'm still me, but you know, I'm changing. And you don't realize kind of how you're changing until you you kind of you have to take a step back, change that perspective, and you look and you say, "Wow, this is this is really working for me," you know. Um, so the when we step into the unknown, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of that. The unknown is where we become better than we've been, our best selves. Um, it's the place where, you know, our, our, our vision and our dreams, where we, where we intersect them, where we, where we come into them on this physical plane, because we see them, they're already there on the mental. Um, I believe that's where the mental and the physical planes converge. And that's why it's unknown because we haven't seen it in the physical. We've seen it in our minds, but when they com- they converge in that place where we haven't seen it before. Um so uh I'm really excited, you know, like I said it was it was looking dark for me, but now with this information I have and especially the information that we just kind of looked over and talked about with Dr. Joe and Billy, it was like, okay, I had to I had to step in, in into there to start to become a better me, overcome and to become, you know, and I'm not done. <laughs> like this is, this is still uh, part of the beginning, but I'm so ecstatic to be on this journey and to be able to reach other people, to be able to work on myself. You know, like, I even talk to my kids about this, and they're like, oh, my daughter, she's 13. She's like, oh, mom, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I know you may not believe everything I say. Make your own decisions, but look how this has changed my life. And look if you do 
you know, this one thing, like I told her something, like I told her to say something um, positive or, you know, whatever, to, you know, to believe in that it was something like at school. I'm just like, well, somebody was like, not really bothering her, but somebody she was annoyed with. And, you know, it was like she didn't want to sit next to them or something. I'm like, okay, well then, you know, you won't just manifest that. And she, <laughs> you know, she, she manifested it. So she doesn't like to say like, you know, you're right. And I'm not looking for that. I want them to make their own observations. Um, I know this change even in my son when he'll say his affirmations and he'll just have a more positive outlook. So, um, like I said, I'm ecstatic to be on this journey. I have to be because it's 11, 13 and I'm, up recording this my first podcast um and I'm just really excited um I love it I love learning so there'll be so many topics that I discuss on here I'll get the YouTube channel up and going um it'll just be a variety of stuff um as it says kind of description cosmology astrology philosophy religion meditation self-help um, I do poetry. I love to share some of that in a podcast later on. Um, finance, uh, food, medicine. I'm looking at these books I got right here. Uh, Healing adaptogens. I haven't gotten to that yet. Adaptogens talks about mushroom and fungi. Um, you know the psychedelics. I got Neville Goddard's book right here, and oh, another book that I just read, Numerovation, by King Simon. We'll talk about numerology. I've got a book on palmistry. Um, and I don't know what, you know, information that is going to come out of this or how this will relate. But I know the more that I take in, the more I have to to give out. I've got so many books downloaded on my phone. i got to read the Emerald Tablets, the Bhagavad Gita, Book of the Dead, um, the uh, Emerald Tablets Compendium. That's by Billy Carson. Graham Hancock has a ton of books. Um, so <laughs> get ready for the, you know, for the, for the ride. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be here to share, you know, and, um, if anybody wants to share anything, has anything they want to discuss, comments, anything to look into, um, let me know. I'm open to hearing that. You can follow me on Instagram at unstoppable Tina unstoppable tina um on clubhouse not really on facebook got my tiktok um that's another for another business i have and i'll definitely be doing a podcast on that one too uh eme the experience the edible company that i have we are on instagram as eats.me.edibles lux l-u-x-x so thank you all for listening Thank you for being open and receiving me. Um, Blessings to you all. Peace and we'll talk soon.